Gaming NBS episode 288 being recorded Monday, April 6th, 2020. Welcome to Gaming NBS, a tabletop RPG podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sean. I'm Brett. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome back. Glad y'all on board. How the hell are you doing, Sean? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Brett? I was going to get some gaming in this weekend with the kids, but it didn't happen. Schedules got too much. We had just too much crap going on. Different things I had to do, schoolwork-wise and stuff. So, eh, that's all right. That was fun. Anyway, yeah. nice relaxing weekend. Well, do you good. game this weekend? I did not game this weekend. Uh, I'm going to game maybe Thursday night and Saturday. Saturday this week, I think, is for sure on the docket. Okay. That's the Tuma of Annihilation, which will probably be Zoom. That's it. Maybe Zoom in the map, map it tool. Make sure you make sure you buy yourself a copy of Zoom, dude. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll die for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I think that's... That or Skype. Uh, otherwise, I don't see using Roll20. I'd like to use the Fog of War, but I think it's just going to get bogged down with a bunch of, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. What do yeah, I Yeah, my push? home crew, because we, in Alpha's game, he's running uh, Undermountain, the new Undermountain game. Uh, so we're going through the Dungeon of the Mad Mage, and the Fog of War, he splurged for the whole extra bit, so it's all dynamic lighting and shit. When my character moves, I can see what I can see, and if... I can't. Other people wander off. I can't fucking see them because it's pitch dark. So it's kind of interesting. It's fun, but we use Zoom for uh, voice and audio, or excuse me, voice and audio, voice and video, because it's better in our yeah. experience than the Roll Twenty thing. Roll that piece on Roll Twenty just doesn't seem to function very well. The rest of the tools out there are fine, but anyway, yeah. Let's see. Speaking of online gaming and such, we got a little bit of that to talk about later today, main topic wise. But Sean, did you get the word out to the? Patreons based on uh, the old uh, survey and such? Yes. So I posted it in Patreon as a public post to everybody because I wanted everybody to be able to see it and not just have it for patrons at certain tier levels. Yeah. So what we're going to do is anybody at the $4 and up level will be... uh, have the option to play with... Brett or I um, on one of the games that we run. So what I picture this, and if you don't want to and you still want to contribute $4, we have another tier that's the non-playing tier for $4. So that way you don't get the emails about playing and what game is running. And, you know, if you just want to give but not be getting those. Yeah, some people just don't want to game online with us for whatever reason. And that's legit, man. And then you move that over. So having said that, if you are not a patron and you are interested in playing with a game that Brett and or I run, go over to gamingnbs.com forward slash Patreon and sign up for Patreon and give $4 a month. And then we will post to Patreon and say, hey, we're going to run a game. Here's the pitch. Here's when I'm thinking of doing it. Uh, this is what you need to know. And then we're going to move that to our forums for further communication day to day or whatever that looks like. So for example, as of this recording, I have not published this, but I'm going to run Mothership and I'm going to run Dead Planet. And then once that's done, it's done. So this Thursday, which would be what, the 10th? I think, I think so, yeah. My math Sounds is right. right. Yeah. Um, we would kick off session zero. So I'll put that out to patrons. If we get an overwhelming demand and people's like, yeah, me, me, and there's 10 or 15 people and Brett and I only have five to six slots, then we're going to have to do first come, first serve. And then also based on how much person, you know, the, how much somebody may be contributing. Even if that contributor signs up for every game we also probably want a rotation so if you're always getting the ability to play in our games great but we may ask you to step aside 
even if you are first come first serve and paying us a lot of money, we may want to kind of want to spread the wealth. Exactly. So I know I will probably be ready before Brett. I think I've got things kind of in motion on my yeah, end. My thing is, I know it's going to be an Avalon game. I'll probably run the, uh, a fish story. I'll probably do that one. And now it's a matter of time. I need to find the the right date for for April that works for me that I can make it. I'm thinking a Wednesday or maybe a Friday. Weekends are a little rougher, but I'm I'm sorting that out so I can pick a day and say, look, it's going to be this day. Who's in? And then if for some reason that falls apart, and I'll be all right. Well, fuck it. Uh, how about this other day? And then I'll throw a different day out there. So, yep. Sean, you should have that from me this week, and I'll have the day in April picked, and I'll th- we'll throw it out there. So you can just log in, Brad. You have the log on, so you can just. Yeah, post I was it. terrible at doing that stuff. That's fine. Like, if you want to like give it to me, it, and I like making you do things. That's fine. If you want to give it to me, I don't have. I don't care. Um, are we? Are, you've been talking about this. Are you, we looking to do a Twitch stream of both of these games, or one of these games, or what are you looking at? Well, so for my game, since I got all the hoopla over here and all the setup, I am going to run. Uh, so I will put in the description of mine. So I already have one that's typed up for Mothership as a draft. So I'm going to say, hey, Sean's going to run Mothership, Dead Planet. Session Zero is going to be on Thursday, April 10th at 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, we're going to use Zoom and you also have to be willing, by volunteering to play, you also have to be willing to be on Twitch live as well as YouTube because we're going to record it and then it'll be up on YouTube. If you do not like that and you don't want to be a part of that, then I'm sorry, then don't volunteer for that particular game. Brett, it's totally up to you if you want to. I would I love th- to just from uh, yeah. just from getting the Avalon word out. I'd love to do it. Now, all that said, so what I, I'd love to do that one and Twitch stream it. I will run games. I'm sure Sean will too, so I'll speak for him without having asked him. We're going to run games that are not going to be streamed any fucking place because not everybody's into that, and it's fine. So the other component is that if Sean's doing it, I can't I can't stream it myself. I There's no freaking way I can do that, so I'm going to need Sean to help me out to to make all that happen. Excuse me. So if I'm streaming, Sean will have to be involved, so on and so forth. I, I know personally I'm going to run a game in probably the immediate next one that won't be streamed because I'm like, yeah, well, whatever. I don't have to stream them all the time. It's not a requirement for me. But from an Avalon perspective, I thought hey, it'd be pretty cool. Haven't We haven't gotten any fresh Avalon content out in a while. So that'd be cool to do. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll hopefully remember to put a disclaimer up for games we want to stream and put out there live. Um, Yes. And then I will help Brett stream his Avalon games for sure from my end. That's That shouldn't be a problem. Cool. So, yeah, look for that and some other stuff. And then once Mothership's done, then I'll probably rotate it up. There's talks of Brett and I collaborating on a, maybe a BX open point of uh, light. Points of light. Points of light campaign or drop in, drop out, something along those lines. And, you know, we'll do all kinds of different stuff because I like – you like lots of different games. Variety, so do I, man. Yeah. It's a yeah. good opportunity to say, hey, we're going to run. Um, let's run three sessions of BX. Hey, we all right, done. And we'll run Star Frontiers. What the fuck? All right, why not? You know, there's all sorts of crap we've got. Hell, I'm thinking about buying a copy of Over the Edge because why not? Yeah. Anyway, I think so, that's it for announcements. We good? Yeah, I think that's the big announcement. So let's get into Random Encounter. Let's move it. Random Encounter, segment of the show where we uh, field emails, voicemails, comments for social media. Uh, go ahead, Brett. You can start the first one. Sure thing. Let's see. Uh, Al Evans comments on the forums about our, uh, GMs rolling dice for players. He says, I GM online specifically in Roll20, so skill checks, perception, are divided arbitrarily by me into two groups. The things that change role play, like immediate are GM rolls that the player sees, but not the other players. Is there a difference between Stinky the Dwarf slides up to the guard, stroking his axe and muttering, wait till we hear his answer, sweetie, and Knuckles the Thief minces up to the guard, reaches for his buckle knife, and accidentally drops his pants? That, that's weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and things that change the character's health, etc., like climbing a wall or handled in an API script blind roll, only the GM sees the rolls. 
Um, that's the difference between I carefully inch up the wall five feet and then slowly move north along the wall. And you get about halfway up the 50-foot wall when you suddenly pitch backwards on a, with a loose stone in your hand and take 12 damage and roll a con save. So, yeah, roll 20 has capabilities. You can roll privately, you can roll publicly, and so on. So that's what Al's talking about there. That's pretty cool. And I like the idea of dividing, you know, when the GM rolls them up, perhaps arbitrary, but you get in a groove. Like, hey, um, certain things make sense for me as the game master to roll, at least by that group's definition. As long as you're consistent, it, it's goofy, but you're, arbitra- you're consistent arbitrarily. Because <laughs> that's usually what happens, right, as we get in a groove. Well, that stuff, and we just keep rolling with it. So as long as you're consistent with it, I'm sure the team will be good with it. I can't see it being a problem. Cool, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Al. All right. So since we have a small amount of random encounters this week, Blake Blake Ryan emailed, uh, uh, emailed us and said that if the queue is small this week, that I that he would like to quiz you, Brett. Quiz me? Why quiz me? you? Yeah. Okay. Because I think I think most of these you're gonna know. Like I would not know any of these. All right, hit me. All right. Drop it. So he says, "Here's a so Blake. Thanks, Blake. Here's a quiz. You could spring on bread if there's not many emails in the kitty." All right. All right. First one. He says, "What character wields cat's paw?" Cat's paw. Cat's claw is the great Mouser. Ah, so Blake might have had it wrong. Yeah, but Cat's Paw, I don't know. He's, he says Mauser. Okay, yeah. From that's, Lankmar. That's Cat's Claw. Oh. Hey, Blake, uh, Brett not only got it right. Uh, I, I think he, this is this is the craftiness of Blake Ryan. Yes. Oh, he threw, how that, he, that's, yeah. that's what we got here. I'm dealing with a crafty Aussie. He's, he's trying to trip me up with false clues. I like this. All right, number two, what vampire clan has the nickname Degenerate? Degenerates? Degenerates. Degenerates. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Let's see. I want to say Bruhar are the Anarchs. I can see the Traidor being the Degenerates. I can't remember. Traidor. I'm going to go Traidor. Hey, Traidor. It's been a while. Been a while. Been a while. All right. Number three. What does the C, as in like Charlie, in Beckme stand for? Beckme. Oh, back me. So that's basic expert companion. Companion, yeah. congrats! That's yes. fair. That's right, Brett. This guy's three for three, man. Look at this guy. I knew you nail them all. Number four, name one of the properties of the powder of. Is it Ibn Ghazi? Ibn Ghazi, the Ibn powder Ghazi. of Ibn Ghazi. Yeah, yes. if you use the powder of Ibn Ghazi, um, it was actually used in the. Dunwich Horror, and you can make invisible things appear. They did ah. that in the story, so that'll work. All right. That's what, yeah. It says destroy Yog Sothos. Uh, yep. Spawn of, yep. Yep. Spawn or trace uh, astral self back to the body or slash make invisible being visible. That's the one that's usually used for in my games. There we go. All right. Brett, number five. There's seven total, by the way. Number five. Who did Elric. Of Melanobone. Melanobone. Claim blood and souls for. Ariok. Blood and souls Ari- for my lord Ariok. Ariok. Yeah. yeah. That was easy. Softballs. These are softballs. Softballs. Number six. How many domains is magic divided into in Rollmaster? Oh, in Rollmaster? Oh, okay. Now, there's the slider with a little spit on it. Okay. Ah, oh. oh, Christ. How many? It's magic. I don't know. I fly don't know. I'm going to say seven. I'm picking a number out of my ass. Now, Blake has three. He says okay. three listed. So I've got, I cannot remember. Can you, ma- can you name any of them? I can't. I, it's been so long. Yeah. So he says channeling. Channeling. Essence. essence. Channeling essence and, oh shit, channeling essence and mind. Uh, Psychic. Eh. Mental. Ah, hey, all right. mental, all mentalism, right. I guess. All right. All right. Ah, I, I, I'm telling you, man, I wouldn't even be close on any As soon of as you said channeling, oh, yeah, channeling in essence, and there's one more. Okay. Last one, Brett. All Number right. seven. Got me sure, got me rattled after you the last get, one. You get this, and I'm sorry, yours and my relationship is over. If I get it? If you do not get it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. 
Name the spunkiest Atiag in Avalon. The spunkiest Atiag. That's Vera. Yeah, Vera. Yeah, Her Vera. tentacles bring all the rogues to the yard. <laughs> right. Nice. Oh, man. You had me, you had me all like, oh, rope-a-dope, nothing. Oh, ah, Rollmaster question. Rollmaster. Yeah. Well, that's that's a good way to go, Brett. No, not bad. I not knew you. I knew you nail a lot of them. I, I had no, absolutely. You you had questions. Yeah. Oh, totally. You were worried about, you were worried about yourself though. Well, he posed it to you because he probably knew like Sean. Okay. There's no way he's going to get all these. So, <laughs> I mean, I was on the Mythwits, and I think they asked me some pretty softball D and D questions, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> damn it! Yeah. Damn it! Yeah. Yeah. Damn pretty, it! Three year out. Yeah, I think I told them to you, and you're like, duh. And I, like, I don't know. <laughs> what are you going to so, do? So, <laughs> we're playing uh, in the in Undermountain. We're going along. We see a thing. I'm like, my character is a. Uh, it's, it's 5e. My character is a. Um, I'm a rogue. I'm going for uh, arcane trickster with sage background of trying to jack it up. So I have reason to roll Arcana so I can know stuff. So I looked at Alpha across the. Uh, the monitor and I said, "Look, I'm going to roll for this to see if you'll let me guess because Brett thinks he knows what this is, but I'm not going to say it until you tell me I can guess." He goes, "Okay, give me a roll." I roll the 19. He goes, "All right, you can guess." So there's a karyatic column, karyatic column. Oh, good guess, but no, it is not. All right, cool, moving on. <laughs> the other guy's like, "What the fuck is that?" I'm like, "Yeah, don't worry. This is what you get for studying a monster manual for hours and hours in high school." Yeah, I have not met. I mean, I could barely keep track of rules, like one session to the next, much less <laughs> stat blocks and all kinds of special abilities of monsters. My uh, my high school game master, Eric Schaefer, was the one who, we're walking through Gen Con one year. This is the year that D&D Trivia, Advanced D&D Trivia came out. Hmm. And they had a, a demo there. My buddy Dave Schneider grabs a card and says, huh? hey, Schaefer, you'll never guess this one. What will instantly kill a Rakasha? He's looking at stuff and goes, bless crossbow bolt. And like, that, that didn't even make eye contact. He throws it over his head. He goes, motherfucker, how the hell do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Jeez. He grabbed a couple other. That was, uh, yeah, Eric just knows this stuff. He's an encycl- He's a history guy, too, so he's just an encyclopedia of stuff. Nice. Anyway, shall we? Yeah, let's go into the main topic. <laughs> All right, Brett, man, what are we talking about this week? So Sean and I are going to be running games for, for patrons, as we talked about. And there's been a lot of talk, obviously, for many obvious reasons, why people are gaming more and more online. And they're looking for stuff. One of the things I think is interesting, when I look at people asking for, how do I do it? They're the bulk of the questions I see on the Twitters, in, I'd say in the pluses, but that doesn't exist, but even on Facebook and in occasionally on like forum areas that, you know, diff- different sources, mostly Twitter is where I see a lot of this is like, Hey, I'm new to roll 20. I'm new to fantasy grounds. How do you make it work? And they're all technical, tactical questions. And I think there's some behavioral things that we as game masters and players are just RPGers in general, when you're engaging in this format. And sometimes even like, you know, when Deshane ran for us, it was all just zoom theater of the mind. He had a map, right? But it was there were no figs and no no minis and or any of that crap. <clears throat> so there's um, and one of the things I thought went really well with Tim's game is you and I had game together. We never gamed with that whole crew. I strike that Wayne was there. Wayne Humphrey. We've three of us had game together, but everybody else we would not played with, and and we did really well together. Excuse <clears throat> me. And I think one of the reasons that was is we all had pretty good online gaming etiquette for how we dealt with each other. So there's some behavioral stuff that I think can almost be, once you've figured out the tech and so forth, but sometimes I think we focus so much on that and not the other components. And this is some of the stuff I think is pretty important. So you tracking what I'm saying? I am tracking what you're saying. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. One of my favorite stories about that phrase is a uh, guy I worked with ages back. He threw that out all the time. And then I repeated it back to him. Yeah, I get it, Scott. I'm picking up what you're putting down. He goes, I can't say that anymore. I said, why? So I said it to my three-year-old daughter the other day. She looked me square in the eye and said, you put it down, you pick it up. He said, I'm done. <laughs> anyway, bump. Um, one of the first things I think we got to have. Oh, thank God Gus is awake. 
You know, I'm going to get AJ to, I'm going to get him to do a rim shot for us. I'll just record it and we can, we, we can use an actual game. Well, how about a special one? A special one? Yeah. Okay. So, I want a thing. Neil Peart <laughs> rim shot. It's <laughs> a huge, ding, in the tail end. Just incredibly complicated. Right. Um, so one of the things I want to talk about, and this sometimes Sean and I even have a hard time doing this on the podcast, but I think we gotten we have gotten better with this over our, over our six years here, is you need to take turns. A lot of times at the regular gaming table, especially at a con or even when it's with your buddies, all the guys and gals you normally playing with, you're all sitting down and we're all talking, and it could be a mess. You know, Sean's over there and he's having a side conversation with Eileen, and Brett's trying to run. You know, and I've got, you know, Brandon here and I got Wayne and I'm trying to run a thing with just those two. And you two are Jabber John over here. You can have all this table talk in the in-person scenario. And the rest of us can kind of like zoom you out, like zoom past you, if you will, and just kind of blur you out. But when you step on each other in this medium, it's a son of a bitch. You can't have Sean and I doing a podcast while... And Mr. Director Mark is also trying to do a podcast and Hobbs is having a discussion with, you know, somebody else about a tech issue. You can't have all three of those going on the mics at the same time because it's just it's noise vomit in your ears. It's too much. This cacophony will just drive you bananas. Noise vomit. Noise vomit. <laughs> but I think it's <laughs> I think it's really imperative, though, that I found when I'm running with my home group now, my turn to talk. Zave goes. Wait, everybody waits for the break. A couple of people talk about Zave you first. He says his piece. Nick, good. Alpha, Lenny, do, 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 go around the table or tag in, tag out. But otherwise it turns into a, and I don't know if anybody else has ever done shortwave radio or CB, but you just end up stepping all over each other. You know, every time I talk, if Sean, but, but, but on top of me, it's, and if you're in the workforce, in the uh, white collar world, or even in the blue collar space, you have a conference call. And everybody's talking on top of each other. You can't hear a fucking thing. And it's a, it's an in-person habit that we have that totally works in person. Absolutely works. I'm working out with Papa Swick here, this little thing that his character's doing one-off. And Wayne and, 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 and you know, Eileen are over here talking about what their characters are going to do. And Sean's on the phone ordering pizza. No one fucking cares because we can tune each other out. Even if you don't have headphones on, it's just too much blaring at you through the speaker. Is that, you know what I'm saying, Sean? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's what chat rooms are for. That's what the chat window is for. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You've got to carry that stuff over there. And I, the but other hey, key, oh, sorry, have you ahead. Have you noticed a huge difference in how your players handle that versus being face-to-face? Yes. Dramatic. I mean, it's like probably night and day, I'm guessing. Oh, absolutely night and day. Yeah, we can normally yell over each other, talk over each other, everything's fine. But I have found even that um, one of the things I thought Deshane did really well was we were going pretty good, pretty good, and Curtis is playing. And he was quieter than the rest of us. There's a point where he tried to speak what he thought was some downtime, and I or somebody else jumped on him. But Tim, being a great game master, caught it and zoomed in and said, Curtis, what was that? Right? And... I think it probably was me because I have a tendency to step on people if I'm not paying attention because I talk too damn much. But I'm, oh, yeah, that's right. That's a good reminder. And that's a piece as a game master and as players. And I can't stress that enough. Players can say, hang on, hang on. Sean was trying to talk. And everybody back off. And that's one of the beautiful things if you have video up, if you're using Zoom or whatever it is you're using. Uh, and you can see each other. If you get your hands up, you can see somebody like, hey, I want to talk now. They're giving you the visual signal. Plus, they're trying to talk. Help coach the group to go, shut up a minute. Eileen's got something to say. Hey, you know, Susan's got something here. And just break for a second and let that person talk. The other piece that does is, <laughs> believe it or not, I took my, what I try to do at conventions more is because I don't know everybody at conventions who play at my table. Um, some people are very quiet. Different men, different women, different people you're playing with. They're, they're not as loud and boisterous. And you want to give everybody spotlight time. And one of the best ways to do it is kind of a roll call thing. Okay, so we've got the initiative. What were you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay, Sean, I haven't heard from you. Good, good. Okay. Ange, what do you got? Okay, good, 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 good. Sorry, I missed you there, Ange. Tell me what you got. And you can you can really help 
kind of direct the story and everything by making sure everybody gets the spotlight time because you're physically, you know, literally calling people out. Your turn to talk, your turn to talk. Right. And I think it's, like I said, it's a habit we have in in-person gaming that we need to we need to fix when we're doing it online. You can't go blabbering all over each other. Well, yeah, the the dynamic of etiquette takes a whole nother level. Yeah, it totally yes, does. It totally sure. does. Well, and the thing is, is that you, you <laughs> not only does it change dramatically, is, is a lot of people become some some especially with us when we were playing astonishing swordsman and sorcerers of hyperborea with tim deshane um and you can find that here on twitch and and on youtube but uh that's the game brett is ref uh, referring to but what happens is a lot of us like you said we hadn't played together and so you will get people that are inherently quieter i don't know if the the louder ones of your group are bringing it down a notch and the yeah, ones are. that are quieter are bringing it up a notch I don't yeah know. what's that what's that alpha is a pretty quiet guy he just is yeah he reminds me a lot of uh wayne when hopefully it's you know when Lumrunner's playing he's a quiet dude but he's gotten i like him say. that way hey for the record i like him that way <laughs> i like him quiet <laughs> i just want to say that because he doesn't listen to the show he <laughs> he <laughs> but if you get uh, my buddy zave at the table zave's loud he's loud louder than brett right yeah. And you get Zave, Lenny, and Brett going, no one else can hear shit. But because we've got the mics on and we've all been in corporate America, we've all had to be on a conference call, we kick into our conference call approach. Okay, it's my turn. Hang on. Guys, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've been trying to say something for a little bit. I need you just give me a minute. Sorry about that, Zave. What did you got? Okay, let's move on. So speaking of voices and making sure, Eric Sorton, um, Huskarl on our forums. Who's, had, it's who's supposed Who's I've been corrected. It's it is H U S, but it's Huskarl. Huskarl. Okay. Huskarl. Thanks, kinda like the, Gabe. Kind of like, like the Huskarl. I haven't. You know, he corrected me after I don't know how many months. But <laughs> anyway, he brought this up, and uh, I forgot to throw his name in here. But he was saying, "Hey, you know the the strategy is changing up the game a little bit," and this is what inspired this conversation tonight. So thank you very much. But anyway, I think um, passing the torch is really good. So again, it's it's important. And you can understand the technology all you want, but if you've got shitty conference etiquette, if you don't take turns, if you always have to talk over everybody, if you don't give everyone a chance, your game sucks. And somebody is, might blame the technology. Somebody might blame the format. Oh, it was an online game. It all sucks. Oh, yeah, online games blow. No. Once again, you probably have a really shitty group to play with where you got one or two assholes who won't shut up, who won't give you space to talk. And... I challenge all of us, myself included, that make sure that you don't become that asshole who won't shut the fuck up and let the other person talk. And a lot of times as game masters, we find ourselves when there's dead space and you're narrating, we fill gaps. And sometimes you got to stop that a little bit. Anyway. I think some of the things I'm going to miss by playing online are going to be some of the subtle nuances like my game master screen not a big deal if i need if i have it or not but what i would do is i would take my little table tents and put them all the way across the top yeah and then who whatever initiative was i just shuffle around right all right 20 19 17 10 okay 10 okay enemy here and then they would on the other side all the players could see it so now without that if you use tracker if you use roll 20 there's an initiative tracker that works really well right you're right it does but then that's kind of the rub, right? Then you got to use roll 20 or you got to use X or, or if y. you're going to use, even if you're using Zoom, anything that has a share screen option, if you can share a um, share an image, share a spreadsheet with the names, whatever, you could do it. I mean, there's ways to do it. Sure. But that's a tactical, technical thing that I think you can get by. You might have to this. connect to a Zoom conference twice. I don't know if I could do that. I'll have to create two accounts or something. Ah, I, don't I don't know. need to do none of that. I suppose I don't. I have enough real estate. I should be able to just share windows here and there. So another another thing from a behavior perspective, I think this goes to the technology again, is as game masters and players, do not rely on the technology to replace your descriptive power, right? Images and maps, dynamic lighting, all that shit is great. It's super fun. It's sexy. It's great. But it's not a total replacement for a lot of gamers. Deshane did a great job a little bit with the, <coughs> excuse me, damn, 
with that MapKeeper app, the Little Fog of War. But that was no fancier than just drawing it section by section on a piece of paper in front of us, right? It wasn't that complicated. It was pretty cool. But it wasn't like uh, crazy-ass dynamic lighting. He still described every room. What does the monster look like? What's happening? What's this? What's that? Where are you standing? How is it facing? All that stuff. And the other thing is that you can set yourself up, say, hey, I've done all this prep. As I've got this big catalog of freaking images, I'm going to have this big thing set up. As soon as they see the mind flare, bam. Hey, when they see the brain gorger from Avalon, wham. When they meet a bargeman, wham. When they see the clock tower in Avalon, wham. I've got this. I got that. <laughs> and guess what? You're going to forget an image. You're going to forget where the fuck you put it. You're going to fumble somehow with the technology to get it up there or whatever, right? If it's your first time or whatever. My opinion is I desperately try not to slow my games down by dinking around looking for props, which is basically what it is, an electronic prop. And sometimes you might be like, you know what? I have an image of what the Sons of Caius look like. I just don't happen to have it with me. So let me reiterate. It looks like a zombie with these green pustulant worms kind of bloating and popping out of the body, like just nastily dripping and it coughs and blah, these worms come gushing out. Oh, wow. Okay. It doesn't even have to be an amazing orator or descriptor. But whatever it is you're doing in person, those descriptions are still key. I'm playing this game for you and I to have this wonderful verbal back and forth. The technology will carry it so far. It's not going to do the whole job for you, so don't rely on it. And same with players. You know, if, you in, if in person, granted, you don't get Jeff standing up going, yeah, Shumbo! I mean, maybe he is. He's blowing eardrums out. He's throwing dice at his monitor. Maybe it might happen. This is Jeff we're talking about. But sometimes you're going to have to be a little more descriptive. And if in the real game, like, hey, yeah, you know, I do a quick cut and a slash, and then I'm trying to do this and this, whatever you would do at the face-to-face -face table descriptive-wise as a player, try to do the same thing there. That will help carry that over. The technology is not going to replace the storytelling verbal description aspect of it. Fair? Yes, and I think Jeff will still go absolutely apeshit bonkers, even when he plays online somehow. I just, I don't know why. I just, I will he, be he may be off be... the camera, blowing people's eardrums out, screaming as loud as he can, but I just have a feeling somehow, somewhere, Jeff will go apeshit. I'll be disappointed if he's not. It's, yeah. The other thing that's wonderful playing, as long as you can, I mean, it, it Sometimes you don't get video, and that's fine. One of the things I love about having video with a Zoom or whatever tool you're using is there's points when I'm doing a thing, and I see Lenny. He does this thing. crosses his arms, puts his head down, shakes his head. Nope, 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 nope. And that's Lenny being Lenny going, fuck no, I'm not doing that. You just described no. Fuck no. No, Brett. No, no. Mm -mm, no, I'm leaving. Nope, gone. <laughs> and there's like a, a half a second to a second worth of his physical antics before... That comes out, which is just wonderful. But anyway, don't rely on the technology to replace the descriptive elements of your game. It's not, we're not there yet. And remember, this is a virtual tabletop. I'm still trying to emulate as much of the tabletop as I can. And one way to help people get that is to really lean into those descriptive skills that you've been honing and working on for all this time. It's good to have. Yes, and even as players, as I said, it's not just the game master's job to help bring this shit to life. Do your bit, too. <coughs> um... Oh, another one I had was the distraction. It is amazing. I've played online for a while now with a number of different people. And it's amazing how actually it's even easier to get distracted with technology when technology is right in front of you and that's the format you're using than it is when you're at the table. Instead of off your fucking phone, you now have, dude, are you, are you literally watching a YouTube video right now? We've all heard the horror stories about somebody watching Braveheart in the background or Lord of the Rings. Well, yeah, well, just, I just do this when the boring parts come. Okay, fine, you dick. <laughs> That's great. You just said my game's boring and we're boring you. That's wonderful. But it's very easy to, if you get the notification, oh, I got a text. Oh, I got an email. I've seen well, people try to multitask doing their day job emails oh. and PowerPoint presentation builds while they're trying to be gaming. Like, Stop. No, if you had to do that, you wouldn't be at the game, right? Well, yeah, but I thought, no, 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 no. So because you're using technology, I've got all of it here in front of me. My cool new Mac Mini, all the great power, blah, 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 all this cool shit. It's super easy to get distracted 
and uh, start playing a game or doing something stupid in the background. You know what I'm saying? Now, that's true, but... You know, that can happen even when they're at the table. And I've we've had that happen on plenty of occasions with players where... So I think, yes, it is right there in front of them. Yeah. Like monitor, keyboard. It's internet. all there, man. Yeah, and they could kind of hide because they could just look like they're doing something. But if you've been I'm, on a corporate conference call... Yeah. And so they've been talking, talking, talking. Someone goes, Sean, what do you think about that? Chirp, 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 chirp. Well, I was are, on are, mute. are you on mute? I was on are mute. you on mute? No, on no. Mute. The fact was, he wasn't on mute. No, I wasn't. Motherfucker wasn't paying attention. He was multitasking <laughs> through the meeting. Well, hands, hands up. Who's done that before? My hand is up. Yeah, I've done that. I've been that guy. I've been that dick. D- try not to be that person. Try to be as present as you can. The reason I'm bringing this up here isn't because it's only this. Is that the virtual tabletop, the engagement on all ends of the cameras, all ends of the microphones, is critical for success. So you've got to be as engaged as you can. You're going to fuck up. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to get distracted. That's fine, right? It happens. But try your best not to be that person who forgets they're on the conference call, um, wanders off, (laughs) does whatever. It gets caught watching something else stupid. Don't be that person. If you can, do your best. But you have to stay Stay as focused as you can because we're already disconnected as it is. One of the reasons when Sean and I started doing this podcast, we've done it without video. I don't like it. I want to be connected when Sean and I are talking so I can see the visual cues back and forth. And I think it makes for a better conversation when you can see each other. It would be even harder if one of us was not paying any fucking attention <laughs> to the other one, which is what Sean normally does. guilty yeah but you know you know what i mean though it's that it's that conference room thing right take the business thing back to the game table and like hey man pay attention because if you you wander off you're gonna make it worse well one of the things and i struggle with this myself which kind of lies within this conversation is there are some pretty freaking cool tools out there to use um i mean you've got dynamic lighting you've got like fog of war and you can set it on certain individual player characters as they move through and it'll reveal like their vision of the map is different than the person that's on the same map, the map, depending on where their token is. Yeah. That's how, that's how we're running the underbound thing. It's awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really awesome, but it's also very easy to get bogged down in all the crap. Yeah. We had to have, a session. So we've, we're developing a cadence. We've only done one session of them, but we went into Undermountain pretty quick. And <clears throat> we're developing a cadence. Um, the first thing was walk, walk, walk. Fuck. The Kenku can't see in the dark. Stop. Somebody cast light. We got this. Who else needs it? There, there. Good. Whenever the torches burn out or when the light spell ends, we stop, reignite where we need to, and then the group carries on. And we wait until Alpha has a chance as Game Master to put all that stuff in play for us. You have light, you have light, you have light. We have to give him a minute to do his thing. So Alpha's doing all that for you? Yeah, he's the Game Master, yep. Oh, he's running the game. Yeah, he's running the game. I got For this one. So is he pretty well versed in Roll20 then? Oh yeah, he's getting pretty savvy at it. He's he's an application programmer architect, so this comes easy to him. Sure. The other thing that we have learned is my character is scout team. So I'm out front, and then behind me is Zave the Ranger. He's like second scout. And we've got... We've already established because we're coming in at fifth level. We got hand signals. We know how to work together, blah, blah, blah. But as we're going through the first piece of Undermountain, there's nothing fucking going on. So I'm just moving my character randomly up X number of squares. I'm not using movement at all. Well, by the time we get to the actual first encounter with some bugbears, um, <laughs> after we kill them, we find like a fucking intellect devourers in them. Uh, but anyway, bugbears and goblins, I accidentally just drug my cursor across the screen like 120 squares, right? 120 feet. Ah, fuck. So we talked about it afterwards. <laughs> I said, look, here's the deal. I said, we're just moving. And Alpha didn't think about it. None of us did. We're like, oh, this is fun. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. Oh, you guys just started moving around. And we, started, and we all started map. fucking around. We said, okay, stop. Time out. At the end of the session. <laughs> what a bunch of dickheads. It, it was, and Alpha didn't. We didn't think anything of it. That's yeah, right. And then we realized, wait a minute. Alpha has all this, this stuff set up. It's proud. Oh, His rooms are there. Because he's, he's bought. I would he's freak. 
So we said, okay, here's the deal. <laughs> in scout mode, in tactical mode, which is moving down the hallway, checking for traps, doing Brett moves 30 feet. Boom, boom, boom. I count them out. Everybody else moves their 30. Once we're in a combat, you do your tactical move. Once we're done with combat, you're just in a fucking room and we're running around the room. No one cares. But as soon as we're ready to exit the room, right? All the bad guys were dead. We search the statue. You just fuck around the room. As soon as you're ready to exit the room, open the new door, open the secret door, go down the trap door, whatever the fucking hallway, whatever. We say, okay, tactical time. And we get back at it. 30 by 30 by 30 by 30. So we get back into the groove. But that's part, that, of, but, but that's part yeah. of our engagement model, though. Like I'm saying, is we got to pay attention. Yeah. Where are you? What are you doing? And at first, Lenny was like, ah, oh, man, that sounds kind of fucking uh, stupid, man. There's a lot of work. And blah, blah. I'm like, no, man, no, no, no. This is going to wreck Alpha's game. He's like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. He said, but I just don't want to sit in a room and go, well, I go five feet over there and then five feet there. I said, no, nah, if we're in a room, we could roam around because we've explored the whole room. We can all see it. But as soon as we go out a doorway or down a different passage, we need to start getting tactical again. Okay, good point. But, again, that's incumbent on us to pay attention. At one point, somebody failed to pay attention, and their character was left alone back in the dark. Well, no one told me. What do you mean no one told you? You forgot where the fuck you do. Come on. All right. Huddle, huddle, huddle. It's going to happen. But as I say, you need to do your best to stay focused because uh, just like in person. An RPG, man, you've got to be there present. you got to be active. So, yeah. Well, I, I've had that happen where you've set up the map and you got all the fog of war, and then you give the access to the tokens to the players, and then they're like, do-do-do-do-do, and they start roaming around, and they put their tokens all over, and I'm like, no, no, stop, hold on a second, time out. And they're like, what, what, what? And they just never realize, like, hold on a second, got to, like, do this. Got to do this in a methodical manner so that... You're just not wandering all over a board, and you're not there. Like, Yeah, because if you want to be tactical, using all the tactical bells and whistles, you have to pay real close attention to that shit. And you also then have to, from a player perspective, is realize, look, if the Game Master, if Sean laid out the two mores in front of him, and you had all 3D printed, you had Dwarven Forge, whatever the fuck you had laid out, it was all covered with a mat or something. You went room by room, you opened up different pieces. What kind of douche would I have to be to be, oh, what's under this room? Ha, ha, ha. I'm not really there. I just want to look. Don't. You're ruining the game. That's not the point, right? Yeah. If you're going to use all the tactical tools, you have to pay tactical attention. And that means you got to play by certain restrictions right. in that space. But again, you got to pay attention and think about the other people on the call. When you're on the conference call, you're like, oh, yeah, move over here, move over there. Oh, oh guess what? Mind flares. Oh, I found the mind flares. And everybody's over here talking <laughs> to the, the gnomes. What the fuck did you just do, dude? Well, I was bored with that, so I ran over here. No, you're being a dick. Get back over here. You know, that didn't happen in my game. I'm just making right. an example. No, of course. <laughs> of course not. So the other one I had was, um, so speaking of, this kind of leads into this one, is don't bite off more than you can chew. And all the tax, all the technical stuff and so forth, as we alluded to and talked directly at, is you can keep this as simple, as complicated as you want. Tim DeShane did it with Zoom and MapKeeper. And you don't even need Bapkeeper. <laughs> you could just do everything uh, theater of the mind. When I run Avalon, my group wanted to, um, with my own group, they wanted to use Pathfinder again. I'm like, fine, we'll use fucking Pathfinder. I don't care. And I'm running it essentially theater of the mind. Not essentially. That's exactly what I did. I have some images. I have a picture of the great map of the city that was in my book that um, got my big ass version of it. Shrunk it down, showed them where they are, circled it on the map in this cool part of the dock ward and what's going on. I've got images of the NPCs. This is what they look like. This is what this is and so forth. But the uh, the combat was all, they're all first level. So it was like, okay, who's running up the stairs? Who's talking to this person? Who's doing this? It was all theater of the mind. We've done this for years together. So it was, it was pretty seamless. But I'm being as simplistic as I can with it because I don't want to do the other things quite yet. It's, I'm not ready. I personally am not ready for it. I'm not that savvy with all the bits and pieces of Roll20 to get really good at it. By the time they end up in the sewers, perhaps, or they're investigating an abandoned house, a manor house or something, I might want to get a little fog of war-y. But even then, I might go theater to mind, not even put um, you know, figs on the table, as it were. So we'll see. But uh, my <laughs> advice is keep it as simple as you can if you're starting out. Don't get Don't get distracted by the shiny stuff. Yeah, it's cool, for sure. But... 
it could be definitely it could you know bring your game to a screeching halt like nothing else so think about it this way if you were gonna we've talked about this recently with the audio and gaming right so if you're into music or audio sound effects or whatever and you're find yourself fucking around with it too much you know what i'll mess with this another time you put it aside go where were we all right back to the game yeah i'm yeah aren't you using something nah i can't figure it out screw it if you have set your heart on using all this stuff, you can find yourself troubleshooting the living fuck out of your online game at the detriment to everybody else. And the other thing I would encourage players to do is if you can make your characters ahead of time, if you can get online early, launch the game, do whatever it is you need to do to get ready. I was very fortunate. My crew was like, how do you do this? I ran a, I ran a warm-up session. For everybody that can make it, ran a 5e, very simple, <coughs> excuse me, kind of uh, fog, a bit of, bit of fog of war, move some pogs on the table, as it were, and try this. Okay, roll this to hit. This is how you roll damage. This is this. This is that. Oh, was it exciting? No, it was actually a pretty fucking boring encounter. My kids would have loved it. AJ would have thought it was awesome. But my guy's like, okay, no real role playing here. We're just hack and slash kill monsters, take their stuff. But we figured out all the noodly bits. JR and Zave couldn't make that game, but that was fine because then Nick, Alpha, Beta, and Lenny were warmed up. They knew how it worked. So when somebody had a question, they could chat it to each other. Well, I was calling up a, I said, okay, we're uh, Nick need to take a smoke break. I'm going to go get a beer. I step aside and they talk back and forth. How did you do that again? Oh yeah, cool. That's where that is. Thanks. At those natural break points, they would ask questions back and forth. So the players are doing what they needed to do to get caught up on stuff. Read up, check up, and learn. <clears throat> when I told them we tried Google Hangouts the first time, I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking terrible now. So then I went to Zoom. The guys that were not very savvy with it took the time a day beforehand to download Zoom, try Zoom, see how they could make it work, and they were ready to go. Once I sent them a link, they were in. I actually did test Zoom calls back and forth just to make sure that it would work because they didn't want to fuck up the game. This is, I mean, it, it's about being prepared and not biting off more than you can chew, I think is an easy way to not be overwhelmed by the amount of preparation that you have to do. Because like I said, when you look at a lot of people, in my opinion, they're asking, oh my God, I'm a new person to online gaming. How do I do this in Fantasy Grounds? Some jag off somewhere is going to be like, well, the first thing you do is you download this thing and then you upload that and then you put this here and you do the widget widgets. And there's a lot of, lot of bits and pieces. Oh, yeah, you could send secret messages to GM just by doing this very simple thing. There are some gamers that using any type of quote-unquote command line is daunting. I have game with people who do not type well. I game with people who use two-finger typing. Some are pretty quick with it. But everybody does this all the time. So, again, just don't bite off more than you can chew. I think that's just... <laughs> Take the advice we gave you from the uh, audio piece and transplant it here. Make yeah. sense, Sean? Yeah. Yeah. Harrigan mentions how Zoom Zoom has got privacy issues and all. They've got all kinds of crap going on that is not great, but. Uh, didn't Roll20 get hacked not that long ago? Was it within did. recent memory? They, a, they did have a data breach. Data, data breach within recent memory. Yeah. yeah. So. It's goofy because whatever format you're using to game online, um, as a buddy of mine who works in IT security would tell me, privacy is illusion, Brett. What the fuck are you worried about? Um, granted, he's a little overly <laughs> callous, yeah. but there's a lot of different things. People are like, hey, Zoom has this. I don't like using that platform. Don't use it, man. There's other ones. Some people use like Skype. Skype yeah. And some people like, uh, the, I'm sure there's other tools out there. Somebody out there has Microsoft Teams and they're using that. Totally yeah. fine. Sure. There's a ton of different pieces out there. And that's the other thing is don't get caught. Oh, you have to use this. You have to use that. The fuck you do. Whatever your group likes. Some or you, what Brett tells you. Or what I tell you, because it's easier. <laughs> but, you know, Sean, you could do the whole thing with no video over a conference bridge. Oh, God. Yeah, you could. You could. Sure. Yeah. I've played Skype without video. Yeah. I've played. Yeah. It's amazing how attentive your players are when it's just voice. Uh, yeah, because you can totally fucking tell when somebody's not paying attention. Sean. 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 Oh, Sorry. What the fuck How's that mute? How's that mute? How's that mute? How's that mute? Which is the cry <laughs> of the loser. Can you explain that again? <laughs> Could you Do you want to go left? Do you want to go left or right? 
Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, I, I was hoping it was more complicated than that. <laughs> I'm so busted. So, Sean, are there any other changes to your either jamming style or play style that you have found when you're running online that you change? Like, oh, I used to do this. I mean, I don't stand up. Uh, when If I'm running in person, I stand. I don't like sitting. I feel well, weird sitting. Maybe I need to move my desk and or get a stand-up desk or something. I like to stand, too, but I, uh, with the Tomb of Annihilation, I usually don't. Docs, I do because he's got a high-top table. Ah. So he's almost got, like, the chair stool. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, So you're practically, I mean, you just slip your feet off and you're pretty much standing at the same height. Um, where I think Jeff's, getting a podium. So I can put my laptop on. It looks like I just raving preacher man at you. I think that. Yeah, be fun. man, you could use my lectern. Yeah, I could. Yeah, throw that up there. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind I, even if I had a a desk that would go up and down. I probably would even do. I wouldn't even mind doing the show standing up. I've I've seriously apart from my my raving preacher lectern joke. I'm seriously thinking about getting a lectern because I use most of my stuff on laptops. For work, sure. Just raise it up so I can stand. Yeah. Because uh, my home office desk is fairly comfortable, but ten hours of this is uh, yeah, yeah. Sitting can be kind of dull, and if you're the that's the other piece of this is that <laughs> unless you're streaming and you want to make sure that you're always in a frame of some sort, um, during uh, when Gary Khan had some online stuff, forced to Gary and invited a bunch of us who were interested to kind of get together and hang out, and. Um, I was on a call with him, and um, I, think we were, I think it was Zoom. I can't remember what the hell he was using. Anyway, Brandon LaSalle got on. We were talking about different components about online gaming that we liked and didn't like. And Brendan is very much like me, not me on steroids, with like his gesticulations and dancing and stuff he does beyond the screen. He's a very animated guy, much as I am. A lot of energy you try to, it's what we try to bring. And he said, I feel odd because I feel like I'm in this box, right? <laughs> I look at the screen and go, this is all the farther I can go. I want to... Like leap over here or bend down or stand up. Like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to stay in frame. And I said, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that can be kind of limiting to guys like us who enjoy being up and moving. But don't feel that you have to be seated there glued to the damn screen all the time. You can get up and take a walk. If you got a headset. You can say, hey, all right, after I fight, I got I to gotta get up. That's totally fine, too. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. So... I, I probably wouldn't change too much else. I mean, my overall setup is going to change. Like all my my DM GM screens are going to become my monitors. Um, you know, the initiative thing I mentioned is going to change a bit. It's going to have to go le- electronic. But you know, I would. My my fear is that I want to get too deep into it. Like I want to. I mean, I've got the soundboard right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, you got, yeah. You know, I've got all these. Yeah, you got all sorts of coolness. And, you know, <laughs> if I, I could literally just have a whole screen pre-programmed for different effects. Where Fight I this, could just, that, did, did, yeah, did, yeah. Yeah. I mean, door, I open door, door open. Hey, you know. So I got one for you. Yeah. Rolling in the open. One of the things that a system like oh, Roll20 does. Yeah. Which is not a thing a lot, number of my players even used to, is that everybody can clearly see what you rolled. My buddies and I were talking about this. I'm like, I wonder how many people, the perennial, I always <laughs> roll 518s for my class, for my stats. So, wow, look, another 23. Oh, my, another 98. It how, was... many, how much of that is not going to happen if you're using the tools at hand? And it changes yeah. a bit of dynamic. Rolling everything in the open. Because my players, when we got to it, they said, well, if we're going to roll everything, we want you as a game match. We want you to see your rolls, too. Normally, I roll in the back. I'm like, yeah, all right, fine, fuck it. Sure, I'll roll in the open. I don't normally roll in the open. Oh. So it's changed my... It's changing a bit. Because sometimes so I, I've been you're known using to fudge the a... Di- you're using an electronic die roller? Yeah, I've been, I've oh. been known to fudge a die roller, too, yeah. in my game mastering times. And screw that crap, man. Yeah, so now it's like, bam, out there. But, like, if you... You can choose to do like the Shane did. We roll dice on our desks. Yes. Which is absolutely legit. You don't have to use an electronic die roller at no. all. Right. But frankly, for a compli- uh, 
very crunchy, I would not dare, dare I say, complicated game like Pathfinder First Edition. Having electronic die roller, having it crunch the numbers and do some of the stuff for you and roll the way, pretty fucking handy. Regardless, though, that's a, that's a thing that has changed a bit of style. Yes. For some people, and uh, myself included. And I think some of my players are like, wow, this is one of the first times all my dice rolls are out there for everybody. Huh. I, I roll. Think- I roll out in the open. I, I rolled actually when I'm sitting at the table with Jeff, or even with at Doc's game, and Jimmy and those guys. My die tray is to the right. So how about my screen? as a player though? As a player, do you always go? That's a twenty. See that? See that? that I rolled a sixteen. Everybody see the sixteen? Well, I don't roll it into the middle of the table. I mean, I, I got my little dice tray. Well, that's what I'm in saying. It's, it's interesting. We talk about rolling rolling in the open, and a lot of times rolling in the open is a game master thing versus the player. All player roles are in the open. There's a lot of players that I've met over the years. A little die fudgy, a little cheating going on. Yeah. We've talked about this. <laughs> but if you start using electronic die rollers, motherfucker can't cheat. <laughs> it's well, right there. Wow, the other, you're the having other a thing, bad electronic die day because you've had nothing over a five, Billy. <laughs> well, the other thing is, is that I usually forget all the boons. So if I use a character sheet and I just hit a button. It's all there. It's all there. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to think. So that's not a bad thing for me. I don't know. Oh, dude, not for me either, especially when I get higher levels. Even 5e is not complicated. No. But even if you get higher levels, you get certain powers, boons, this, that, and the other thing. And if shit's tied, <sighs> I'm right 90% of the time. Even if I fail, I rolled the right dice this time. Oh, I added all the right modifiers. Because I cannot tell you the number of times I went, oh, fuck. What's that, Brett? I have a 19 number class. Really? Yeah, I, I wrote it in pencil last time. And it, I <laughs> thought I wrote it in pen. I'm sorry, I'm stupid. I, there's none of that, right? It does if, ele- no. if it's an electronic sheet. Now, again, granted, you can have paper sheets. You have PDFs. There's all sorts of ways to do this. Um, but I think the um, you don't have to change your style, your approach. But when you're doing some of these electronic tools, um, it does change things up a bit for some people on a stylish person. Other other style aspects. Is there anything else you can think of besides the dice? Or stand up, sit down. Uh, I mean, looking at a character sheet, but I usually don't look at my players' character sheets anyway. Just unless Jeff Jeff has a habit of going, "Hey, Sean, want to see my character? Here, look, look at my calendar character. Here, look, check it out." <laughs> you know, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's great, Jeff." And I'll look through it, and uh, you know, it's usually about his artwork or something. But um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think much more would change in my particular games. Okay, in that regard, no, nope. I think it, if nothing else, as we do more of this throughout, it'll be interesting. The other thing I find is that I haven't done this. My home group and I, we haven't, it hasn't really changed. Apart from like the taking turns, a little less, you know, verbose at the table, the table talk kind of dies down. But I find that I tend to run my convention style is the style I use when I'm running online. And so far, my convention style has gone over quite well. And the only reason I say convention style versus what I do at home with my close personal friends or family is we have inside jokes that we get. <laughs> we can, like, oh, my God, hang on. All right, we're going to stop this fight, and we're going to tell you about this thing I saw. Like Everybody goes, all right, Lenny's got to tell us about the thing he saw. Oh, my God, there's, like, the concert. Oh, yeah, and the three of us talk about the concert went to our post. like, shut the fuck up. Jesus. Yes, we know you saw Monroe Marth. For God's sakes, we stopped talking about it. it I'm going to try to stream Jeff, but one of my worries is that. Because we usually have where there's a lull for whatever reason. Usually it's like like somebody's out of the scene. They had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, somebody's like, hey, man. I had, there's I, a I distraction. Found I found this yeah. new sandwich place. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, man, they well, hoagie, like, fucking hoagies. I'm like talking authentic <laughs> hoagies. You know, it like, gets into politics. Hoagies. No, yeah, like and, then, and, then, yeah. and then you know what happened is that yeah. so-and-so is going on about such and thus. And oh, my God, bunch of bastards. Yeah, yeah, and you know how and you know how volatile politics are. Ugh. Yeah, no, we get into politics and talk about things that are going on in the world, and then we'll sit there and bitch about it. I mean, and it's not like five minutes; it's you know thirty minutes long. You've and, known these, you've known these folks for a long time. Yeah, my buddies and I get together, and something stupid will have happened, something social, political, dumb, and the same type of thing occurs. When I'm running an online game, when I run Avalon for patrons, I don't do that. Right, <laughs> I, mean, I try right. to keep my, this is a convention, people. Let's keep it rolling. We're here to do a thing. We're here to stay focused. You know, a little small talk at the beginning, a little small talk at the end, maybe in a break, but otherwise keep it rolling. Yeah. But that doesn't have to stop. If that's a thing that your home group is now playing online 
and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to miss. You don't have to miss it. When I ran, the first time I ran my demo game for the guys, the first thing I did was played with every fucking tool. And somebody drew a dick on my map. I'm like, really? <laughs> Which one of you juvenile delinquents just drew a penis on my map? Yeah. Everybody giggles. Erase it. Fine. What's this? What's this? Oh, look, I can draw a polygon. Oh, I can color this in. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. And they just played. And we were like a bunch of little juvenile delinquents just messing around with the maps because that was what we were there for. And the whole thing was we were trying different video pieces. <laughs> God bless Roll20's audiovisual. But uh, Beta's in the air drinking a beer. Goes, nope. I can hear Brett now. And he's gone. Ah, there's Lenny. Nope, gone again. Guess it's just me. Fuck it. I give myself 15 levels. That's what I do. Yeah, it was just this weird running comedy. I mean, there's shit that's funny if only you're there and you know my crew. Right. But that stuff still exists, right? Believe it or not, folks, when Sean and I get together, this conversation is basically the same conversation we have with the mics are off or not. It's the same. It's the same talk. Pretty much. So. Anyway, man, I guess we've rambled on for this for a while, on about this for a while. But if anybody else has some tips, tricks, I'm not talking about technical stuff. I'm not talking about, hey, this is how you use this feature in Roll20 or how you make Fancy Grounds do or Zoom do X. Don't really care about that. What I'm talking about are the different tips and tactics to help make the game feel more like it's an in-person game. Like it's that con game you're running or if you're running with your home crew, what are you doing to help kind of bring that about? That's what I'm talking about. So if you've got some ideas throw them at us let us know what you think yeah let us know what you think all right let's get into die roll shall we brat all right die roll 24 miscellaneous points of gaming degree we want to share with you i've got three four looks like well you snuck one in there brad that's one of the tail end yeah all right uh so first one Open Table Manifesto by Justin Alexander on his blog, The Alexandrian. So we featured The Alexandrian blog in an episode like 140, but this one was kind of interesting and it was referenced by one of the folks that, um, so Corey Welsh, friend of the show, runs The Gatsby and the Great Race. And so there's an email thread with like eight of us on there or six of us. And one of the people that's on that email is running a drop-in, drop-out campaign, and he referenced this blog article. And I thought it was pretty cool and interesting. So if you're interested in understanding what the open table concept is, um, Justin has a pretty pretty good article on it. Next one, fellow BSer Ray Otis, Plunder Grounds Podcast. So check out Ray's podcast. Now, we've plugged Ray before on his Plunderground zine, but he's had a podcast for a while, and we'll have a link to his site um, doing that. So check that out as well. And then the last one for me before I give it over to Brett, uh, there's fellow BSers running games on our – so we have a forum. Go to forums.gamingnbs.com, and there's a, hey, let's play, gamers looking for gamers forum. So Ervitz. 2D20 Conan game. He's got that posted. John Kayward was running. The Fantasy Trip was a one-shot. So if you're a friend of the show, if you don't listen to us, if you do listen to us and you're just looking for games to play, uh, check out our forums there. And if you are looking to run a game or want to play a game, um, check those out. People have asked Sean and I in the past, like, hey, is it okay if I use the forums to try to get someone to play my game? I'm like, yeah, totally fine. Yes. I mean, I, I have yet to meet anyone in our gaming BS um, community who I not want to play with again. Everybody I've played with has been great. People have had good good feedback, great conversations. And everybody in the forums has been very pleasant and super nice. We've had some, yeah, I don't know if I agree with you, but no assholes. It's great. So, quite frankly, if you're listening to us, you're like, hey, I want to see. Obviously, Sean, I can't promise you you will get a game. Someone might be like, oh, you want to run Merp? Hmm, not my bag. Sorry, man. No takers. It is what it is. But don't be afraid to use the forums for that type of thing. Ask. Yeah. Never know what will happen. Yeah. So the one I've got is Jared Rashford put up, uh, speaking of our forums, had some Avalon subclass ideas he put out there for me. And I should say for us in general. So um, Jared has been a wonderful supporter. He did a great review of my Streets Avalon book when it came out. And... Um, Periodically, he'll he'll hit me with a link saying, hey, I've got an idea about this thing. I'm like, go ahead, post it. Go ahead, post it. And uh, so, yeah, I told him to uh, to throw that out there. So, anyway, he put that up there, and it's kind of cool. He's got some ideas about 
Bavarian Druid, uh, Bards, Cleric Rangers. Um, I think he's got like a gunslinger in there, Warlock, Warlord, different, and he kind of notes where he stole some of the ideas from or what he's looking at. So kind of cool. I figured I'd share that with some folks. So anyway, there you be. Well, excellent. That wraps up this week's Gaming MBS episode. Brett, what are we talking about next week? Do we know? Well, I keep threatening to get my kids online. And then I said, hey, you guys want to be on the, sh- the show this time? Well, threatening. No. Threatening. <clears throat> them. Like ev- us. Like you're going to be on the goddamn show. Oh, you're show, threatening kid. them. Okay. Yes. They're okay. my children. They don't operate well without threats. That's how they work. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they wouldn't know. They would, they're they like, dad doesn't love me. He's not threatening me. What's going on? No. So what happened is Rhiannon, my middle daughter's home. Um, UW Madison's canceled, so she's she's home hanging out, um, doing the th- doing the the home thing here. And so what happened is then AJ and Lana are like, oh, Rhiannon's here, so they're constantly playing games with it, with Rhiannon, which is great. And Rhiannon joined uh, my D and D campaign that I've got with them, so it's pretty cool. Um, but when I was said, hey, this show's like, oh, we're in the middle of a game with Rhiannon, do we have to? Rhiannon's like, you guys can go play. No, we're really have fine, fine, fine. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we get up for a topic. I, it might be. I might spring them on you, Sean. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, what that's happens. fine. We could. We. You know. I can. Uh, yeah, I'm good. With, hey, I'm good with kids. I know you are. I know you are. Kids. Yeah. Shape up. Shape up, kids. All right. Shape. Get around, kids. I'm like around, Uncle kids. Uncle Buck or somebody. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what your old man told you. That's all <laughs> bullshit. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, listen, to Uncle Sean. I'm more than I'm more than willing to talk about mothership too. I don't care if we're we're wanting to do a system or a game. You know, honestly, that wouldn't be a bad idea because you've talked about that for a bit. So keep that one on top because you've talked about it for a bit. I only know bits and pieces from you. It'd be interesting to dive into. So keep that one at the top of your head. Sweet, will do. Are you ready, man? Let's bail. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, this has been another episode of Gaming BS. I'm one of your hosts, Sean, and I'm Brett. Good night. Good gaming all. This episode of Gaming and BS brought to you with the help from the following BSers. Graham Miner, Corey Wynn, Michael Dinos, Curtis Takahashi, Aaron Raylia, Larry Hout, Mark Tasaka, Pure Mongrel, Chris Steele, Ron Bishop, Thomas Hook, Wayne Humphrey, Craig, Brandon Barnes, Laramie Wall, Dan LaValley, Jason Hobbs, Sky, Old School DM, Perry Besor, Jim Fitzpatrick, John Kayward, Corey Gonzalez, Eileen Barnes, Robert Nemeth, Nolabert, Niall Diamond, Howard Bishop, Eric Salzweedle, The Closet Gamer, Jeff Goad, Aaron Coleman, Ray Otis, C.W. Mellencamp, Craig Huber, Old Scouser Roleplaying, Jared Rasher, Andy Hall, David F. Baylog, Harrigan, Melissa Bashinsky, Brian Rumble, Henry Newcomb, Eric Talvola, Hoos Carl, Roger Braslett, Mark Sohm, Andy Hall, Eric Avia, Ron Blessing, Jeff Seifert, Ghost GM, Mike Hess Jr., Angus, Tony Sugarloaf Baker, Rory Weston, Curtis Hinson, Jim Ingram, Daniel Garrett, Eric Frankhouse Presents, Chad Glayman, Finolf, Josh Wallace, Merkel Froelich, Rish Wishan, and Joe Swick. Hey, do us a favor. Tell somebody about the show. Have them subscribe in their favorite podcatcher, either on Apple Podcasts or their favorite podcatcher on Android. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks, BSers. This This has has been been a Litterbox Studio production. production.